episode of the Emo Social Club podcast this week. Uh, we wanted to discuss some of the nonsense that's been going on on Twitter uh, this week with Ronnie Radke, because as we've talked about numerous times on this podcast, uh, fuck this guy. <laughs> uh, so we wanted to jump yes. in and sort of give some... some uh, I don't know, context to give uh, some credit to what's being said about him and sort of make, uh, I don't know. I So I, I posted on Twitter that I wanted to, quote unquote, cancel this guy. But I, I don't know if I agree <laughs> necessarily with what like canceling means. I just think like there's a lot of people that we both know who are huge fans of this guy and he's an asshole and he has done nothing but be an asshole and be uh, encouraged to do what he's doing by fans and by people that are supporting him. So we're we're here just to sort of point out some some shit about him that, uh, you know, that, sh- that you should know that you as a as a fan, if you are a fan, should know. I don't know if we have any fans of Ronnie Radke that listen to this podcast, but at the very least, uh, yeah. you should know. I mean, as a consumer of music and being within the scene in general, you're probably going to come across him at some point. If you haven't yeah. already, I mean, obviously situations and Diane's your latest fashion. Obviously, most <laughs> people probably grew up listening to those songs. Yeah. And at least the very first following the first album album because the rest were just fucking I don't even know what happened to it. It got like weird like rap core bullshit. <laughs> I don't even yeah, remember. I remember the no single. I'm like, what is this? So <laughs> in the last year we've had a lot of mass shootings here in the US and Ronnie Racky tweeted out this meme per se and it had a lot of mug shots and photos of people who were mass shooters in the US in the past year of 2019. But there have been some um, statements and research to show that a lot of these people who are actually on this meme that's been tweeted out aren't all actual shooters. Some of them are just fake or they're just thrown on there. But Ronnie Reiki tweeted it out and he basically said, "Okay, but it's not always white people shooting other people and killing them. It's also minorities, and you can see it's like an equal mix, if not more or less, of the the other side. And I'm, you know, that kind of jump-started a lot of people to obviously be very quick to say, no, you are 100% wrong. There are very, very substantial articles and research that has been done in the last year to even five or so years ago, since we unfortunately started experiencing so many mass shootings in the U.S. about how these are primarily white males who are coming in and doing these awful shootings. And basically that's where it kind of tumbles down from there. And this YouTuber, Elijah Daniel, you may remember him a few months ago. He made headlines by buying Hell Michigan and renaming it Gay Hell for a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he jumped in and basically went tit for tat with Radke for what about like four or five hours on Twitter? 
I mean, it was like all night. Like I'm even like reading back right now. and I'm just seeing all kinds of nonsense that went back throughout that night. Um, yeah, he uh, he had just they, they just went back and forth. But I think that like Elijah Daniels was just like the one person who was like, I can get some attention from this guy and call him out for this nonsense. Uh, I mean, the photo being from David Duke's website, like that was where the photo originally came from and him trying to say, like, it's not all just white people that are shooting, uh, that are, that are committing mass shootings. Um, as we, uh, well, I mean, maybe we don't know, but, uh, the, 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 the description or the definition of what a mass shooting is, was changed under the Obama, uh, administration to be any shooting that occurs where more than four people are involved. So that was a, that was a change to, to what a mass shooting means. So, uh, that has changed. And now everybody's saying like, well, that is, you know, a definition that allows it to be more than just, just these certain instances. And of course we, you know, with the, the shootings that we've we've talked about in the media, of course, like we are focused on white supremacist shooters. We are focused on, uh, people who are, are in these online, uh, uh, these online networks where they are, uh, getting radicalized to go and commit a, a shooting like this. And that is the media discussion we are having. Ronnie is just posting this thing. That's like sort of to turn away from it being a white supremacist thing. And of course he's doing that because it's from a David Duke website, uh, a former grand wizard of the KKK, uh, who is trying to push this narrative that it's not just all white supremacists or it's not just all white people that are committing these sort of atrocities. And I found it very strange that Ronnie Radke is coming out of nowhere. Just Literally. Like, let's definitely make this the point. Let's make sure that we are attacking this from this angle. And I think that Elijah Daniel was just like, dude, I'm fed up with you. Like, this is Literally, so bad. Literally, you are for zero reason. I actually found his, Ronnie Radke's original tweet. It says, don't let the media tell you it's white racist people doing the mass murders. It's every race, mainly male. They only covered the white kids because it fits with the narrative they push for ratings. Stay woke. And yeah, before all this happened, he retweeted Jake. <laughs> I saw that. I just wanted to go back and uh, I yeah, but that, um, I, I don't believe Jake Marquis actually. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't comment on this. But it's just like one of those things where you're like, oh my god, I know that guy. <laughs> um, but he retweeted our buddy Jake about uh, everybody being so judgmental, and then it's like, but. We're sure. commenting like it, uh, this is all from a commentary on like what Ronnie as a person commented on this photo that is from a white supremacist source. So there is a certain amount of just like we are upset at you for propagating this information to your very young impressionable fr uh, uh, fans saying that this is not something that you should be worried about. You shouldn't be worried about uh, white supremacist uh, shooters in these instances going out there and committing these atrocities because it could be anybody of any race. And that's what we're trying to push out there. And that's a really bad take. And 
then everybody has to look into what you've done over the course of your career and why maybe you are, I mean, I don't think anybody looked into person or you should not be going to this man for anything. You should not be listening to this man if you're listening to him for anything, but also the idea that like he, like, I, I mean, is anybody even talking about how he might be like finding these sort of things? Like he's finding white supremacist news. Like he's finding this information from white supremacist sources and then, reposting it as though it is important right it does he really think i mean in here in his tweet he even says this fits with you know the narrative they want you to think which is what we've seen a lot of this past presidency with people with towards media is the whole fake news trend where people are going well this is what they want you to think though it's not real news it's catered to other people to make you know the white people in charge look bad essentially is what it is, which isn't what it is. What people report on are the facts and what it is. If you're going to interpret it as that, that is what you wrongly interpret it as. And what we interpret it as is this is a problem. That's how you report in an objective, you know, unbiased fashion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, especially Ronnie Racky here, I just don't know why he has an issue <laughs> With us calling out white people for doing all these mass murders. Yeah, I know. All these white people are fucking shooting up people. And for no reason. I mean, (laughs) you can't even not deny that this was a racist happening and a hate crime down in El Paso as well. The guy literally wrote a whole manifesto and then turned himself in afterwards and confessed saying, I did it because I don't like all the Hispanics who are here. And that is inherently a hate one, a hate crime, and two, inherently racist. And while he did not have any actual motives from Donald Trump in there, because that rhetoric has been so continuous and so pushed forward, he felt that it was his, like, God-given right and duty to do that. And that Mm -hmm. is not what anyone should be doing. That is nobody's (laughs) God-given right to do that at all. Yeah, no, I mean, he 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 said, as far as I know from the news and I don't have this in front of me, but uh, what I believe that his manifesto said was that he didn't want Donald Trump to be blamed for it. But he used all of Donald Trump's rhetoric in his manifesto. So it was the exact same words that Donald Trump has said on stages for years or for like the past couple of years of like what is happening at our border with uh, uh you know, people coming in from Mexico and the idea that like we are ignoring that to say, yeah, but not all mass shooters are white is like, that's not the point. The point is that when there is a mass shooting because of racism, we can do something about that because we can say we are not going to allow racists to be in this country to, to, to do these things in this country. And I feel like this take is just like, we're saying like, no, that's not the big deal. The big deal is they're trying to say it's all white people. Uh, and I, I mean, looking at this post is like, well, you know, looking, look look at this, like you're an idiot. (laughs) Like it's just, it's a bad, it's a bad post. Like it's a bad photo. It's a bad image. There's like, uh, um, like, small text that's on the corner that like you can't read because like the post if, you is, uh, this, if you clicked on this photo and it expanded you can't read anything because it's so blurry and distorted 
Mm-hmm. So you really can't even see like any names. If there are names on there, what anything else says or accreditation for whoever created it. Like it's just a bad meme. And anyone with any basic form of media literacy <laughs> would know <laughs> to, that but it is not legit and it's bad. Don't use it. If you really wanted to use it, go find a clear one. But if you can't find a clear one, then it must be fake or must yeah, be just. But that's like. Right. Of course, the issue is like no one who necessarily follows Ronnie Radke is going to know that this is not like a fully correct thing. Like this is information that is not 100 percent correct or it is to prove a point that is not like what we should like. This is not a correct point. This is I'm trying to prove this one piece of information, but it doesn't look at the bigger picture around what's happening. And that is what, you know. There, they, the, that's what the image was created for in the first place. It was to sow confusion and to give misinformation out there. So I think that it was a, I think that it was a generally good thing that Elijah Daniel came out and like attacked Ronnie Radke, like overall, um, just to read what his response was, his first response before all of the other responses happened because it was a long period of time that they were arguing. Uh, Elijah Daniel said to him, didn't you and your friends beat a guy and shoot him to death? Don't you also have those rape quote allegations or the multiple assault charges? You're the last person who should be giving advice about mass shootings. Go back underground. You overgrown XD hot topic cockroach. <laughs> like that was, that was a direct quote. So, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's sort of saying like, you shouldn't listen to this guy because he also has the, all of these like legal uh, things against him. Issues, And I think something yeah. else that he's also, obviously everybody has heard that for, for the most part, I would hope that he's been banned from all six flags, great America's and has ultimately because, banned because he was hitting people with his microphone through the mic stand into a crowd. And six flags is like, well, we're never having bands at any of our parks ever again. Well, it was only specifically metalcore bands. Metal it bands. Was, it became everybody because they were like, "We're not. We're just not doing this ever again." Like I he ruined it for idea. literally everybody. So one running back, he ruined the fun at Six Flags Great America <laughs> as if it wasn't already ruined. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but also when he was on Warp Tour, it, this was a few years ago when the Queers were also on tour. This other punk band. Um, if you know Screeching Weasel, they always go on tour together. This was about 2017. And the queers, basically, they're, they're old school punk, which in the past, we found that a lot of old school punks, for some reason, <laughs> don't like this new wave of accepting everybody. I don't understand why. Um, yep. And Bang. they Cheers. basically were upset that a girl in the audience had a sign that was that basically said, hey, you know, we don't like you guys saying these disrespectful things about women on stage or derogatory and predatory. These jokes you're saying, we don't like it. So the queers are like, fuck you. You don't know what punk is. And it's like, okay, you're old and you're going to die soon. And then. <laughs> Radke comes in for absolutely no fucking reason. He he just comes in for unannounced. No one asked him to. And this is a quote. Sorry, I, I need to make a quick correction. Uh, it was the Dickies, not the queers. The Dickies? Yeah, the Dickies. And this was, uh, yeah, for the last, no, not the last Warped Tour, but the second to last Warped Tour in 2017. 
Yeah. Uh, sorry, but it was the Dickies, not the Queers, right. just in case anybody who's listening to this is like, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Uh, I'm so we mad. That, but we can cut that out real quick. No, it was just, you know, we we are doing our best to acknowledge old punk bands, but it is. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I will say these have also I know a lot of these bands have kind of toured together like simultaneously the last few years. Um, so I know that it kind of gets messed <laughs> up a little bit and a lot of them are yeah. like the something. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all old. Um, trust, hey, I still listen to, to a lot of these old punk bands. So trust me, like no shame. I like I like them. But also, I don't like how a lot of them don't like to change their rhetoric, and they have issues with people being uh, "quote unquote" snowflakes nowadays too. Yeah. Um, so that's not punk rock. But anyway, this is what Radkey said here. <laughs> Quote, I'm so over these pussy ass people. War of Tory used to be a place where whatever you said, it was accepted, and now you have to be careful what you say because some feminazi Jesus freak white girl who's pro black. <laughs> We'll start a blog and rant about it in her room on YouTube. Fuck this generation and fuck you if you do this shit. Bring back punk rock. Bring back freedom of speech. Fuck everyone. End quote. What the fuck does any of that mean? I want to know what pro-black means because I don't see any of that in this metal injection article anywhere. Yeah. Or maybe it was on like the girl sign or maybe she's wearing like a black lives matter shirt but either no. way um if you think of it in any of that logical retrospect that just sounds like he's kind of racist um that's what I'm <laughs> but i'm just it saying sounds it's kind of racist, yeah. of thought, but it sounds very racist yeah um <laughs> the fact that he also says feminazi jesus freak i don't know if this girl is into jesus or not i feel like he's just assuming things it's um, like you're you're saying like this is the person that is ruining it for everybody is a feminazi Jesus freak white girl who's pro black, as though like white people can't be pro black or that it's bad to be pro black or something. But like that 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 part of it is like, dude, you you sound like you're trying to make a racist point right here. Uh, yeah, it, it it doesn't mean anything, and if it does mean something, then it means something racist is my only thought yeah even the end the ending um sentence on this article says also can somebody please explain what the, this part of feminazi <laughs> yeah girl who who's pro-black what does pro-black have to do with anything and it's just a yeah. bunch of question marks because this poor this poor journalist writing this is probably like i don't understand what this means and i feel like most people had no idea what the fuck this meant either we still don't know what it means like what two years later yeah, now I mean, we have like, now. We have a very strong inkling. Yeah, I think with this post that he just made, we kind of are seeing like maybe he's just a little racist. He's yeah. trying, like, he tried to make a point, like in his, uh, I don't know what you call it, discussion with Eliza Daniels, his tweets to Elijah Daniels, the, uh, Elijah Daniels, sorry, uh, that he, you know, he lives in West Hollywood, so he's like not. Uh, racist, <laughs> but it's like you. There, there's clearly some evidence there. There's, there's some amount of evidence that could be looked into that, like he has some racist tendencies, especially with this tweet. If he found this information somewhere, if he's, if he's, I'm gonna post this because I found this from wherever he found it. He is clearly making a point that he believes that there is a attack on white people in this country because of mass shootings. Um, 
So I, I, I guess like our goal with this episode, this like sort of mini thing is just to point out like the issues with Ronnie Radke and that he is not like a super great dude. Uh, we have assembled a number of articles that I think we'll link into uh, the notes of this episode where you can go and find out like all the stuff uh, we know that through Elijah Daniel that he has had rape allegations. So we have those in there. We know that he uh, has been accused of beating his ex-girlfriend, which that was a credible acu- uh, accusation. And he has definitely like gone to prison for that. Not only uh, prison for that, but also the prison uh, sentence that he received, uh, when he was in escape the fate after uh, being part of the murder of a it's very complicated but basically like he came and he was like guys we're gonna have a fight back here as you do um (laughs) and you want to fight people and you bring your squad and they bring their squad because you're about to beat the shit out of each other yeah i don't know what that's like i don't know yeah sure you know what it's like either i feel like it's every late 90s early 2000s movie and i just never got to actually live that life so tragic (laughs) No one's lived that life, Lizzie. I hope nobody has lived it's that life. It's certain people that have lived that life, but it's not everybody. I don't know. I watched 13 by Catherine Hardwick. I'm like, is this really what it's like to be 13 in Hollywood? Am I missing something? I don't want any of this. Anyway, but um, they basically, they meet up. They're about to fight. His friend pulls out a gun and shoots an 18-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Kid dies. And basically, he's, in a, um, he's charged with intent to harm and it's not an accessory to murder, but it's pretty close to it. Um, he was charged with battery with substantial uh, bodily harm is what he pled guilty to officially. Um, his accomplice actually did shoot uh, the, the 18-year-old kid, uh, committed suicide before he could stand trial. Mm-hmm. And in the end of it, Rad- Radke was post was placed on five years of probation and he had to pay $92,372 in restitutions to the kid's mother that hit, that they had killed, but he violated his terms of probation and was sent back to prison for two and a half years after that. And that was in the started in 2008. Yeah. So, I mean, we already knew that he wasn't, a great dude and like while we understand that he was not the person that pulled the trigger and murdered somebody he was an accessory to murder he was he part of the group enacted the entire ev- like event yeah. basically that caused this yeah. kid so life. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that like he was just involved with it and didn't pull the trigger but there are credible accusations and credible like uh, uh, court documents about other things that he has done. Um, not to mention just like, you know, not crimes, quote unquote, but certainly things that he's done that I think people would be very, uh, uh, would feel that he is just a disrespectful person and the things that he has done are disrespectful. Uh, so I would say, you know, as, as our podcast, we are just trying to bring some attention and some light to what he has done and try to point out that, like, this dude is a bad guy and we should not be supporting his music. Uh, like I said at the top, I don't necessarily believe in cancel culture, but I certainly do believe that, like, when somebody is when somebody is on the end of your support and their livelihood is entirely based upon the support of their fans and the support of people that care about them based around 
an artistic endeavor such as music, such as whatever is like you as a, as a consumer have the choice when you're consuming or not consuming to give money to that person. So if you are consuming the media from that person, you are giving them money. You are pushing them to the next level of their career. You are providing them the opportunity to continue to do that. And the longer that people who are in this position are, are able to do these things, the more likely they are to continue to commit these sort of uh, uh, crimes, to commit these sort of issues. And, and then you're just sort of not you're you're not in the front lines of stopping it from happening when you could be. And I think that that's that's what we're trying to say is like, let's just stop supporting this guy from being allowed to do these things and sort of push to have other artists who are better at the forefront and push him back and down and say, shut the fuck up, Ronnie. Please go away with your shitty ass music. We don't we don't want to hear from you anymore. We oh, didn't even say his music was bad. <laughs> his music we, is bad. We just didn't say that. <laughs> we just didn't say it, but we're saying it now. Um, you could take <laughs> your whole entire bullshit thought. He had this entire interview with Roxanne back in 2014 where he essentially says, I don't respect women because my mother left me as a child. And I know now that that's wrong, but I did that because my mom left me as a child. And I never never had a mother. And until fairly recently, it was back in 2014, I never had a stable woman in my life. And he accredits his daughter being born to why he started to realize like he should not be terrible to women but i just don't see that consistency from 2014 until now yeah no i'm not seeing it this is from a rock sound tv article this is the second part of an interview that was done with him we'll link it and you can read the entire thing um because i just want to say i feel like most people who grow up without a mother usually don't uh do most of these things to people you should not need a woman in your life to prove to you that you need to treat women with respect and dignity. Like that is a very weird thing that that comes out every time there is uh, rape allegations, when there are sexual assault allegations. Like, I can't believe someone would do this. You know, I'm a child of a mother have a wife i have daughters it's like that is that is irrelevant it doesn't it's a it's not your relationship to a woman that is why you should respect them if what you're saying is if i didn't have a mother i didn't i wasn't married and i don't have any kids that are that are female then i therefore can disrespect women is like a weird take like that is such a weird rationalization of like why people rape other people it's like yeah. no we just respect people and we respect women because they are people and you don't need to know somebody close to you that is a woman in order to treat them with respect oh 100 percent. i mean even with um the rape allegations that he also had um while there were a lot of inconsistencies that were found with a lot of you know research and investigation on the victim's part when it came to it their main overall thought process for like from the general public and from Radke obviously and from others what was well the victim walked out of the tour bus visibly intoxicated so she must be lying which is not 
That's, at all. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's also an art, another article that we'll link that is an interview from Alternative Press with the victim. And mm. it to me, it reads like an interrogation piece. I thought I was reading like a transcript because it's <laughs> very much... Are you sure this happened? Oh, my God. And I'm kind of... I had to kind of reread it a couple of times because I thought it was a transcription, but this looks like this was an actual interview done straight from Alternative Press and one of their journalists. And while I understand you want to be a hard-hitting journalist and ask the right questions and everything like that, um, I feel that this wasn't the most appropriate way to do it because there are certain ways that you do that. Um, and I, I don't I feel really, like all press is ready for that. Uh, first of all, yeah. Second of all, I just do not, as somebody who has studied journalism and is trying to do that, this is not the appropriate way to, to go about interviewing somebody <laughs> um, who has experienced this and has charged this against somebody who is so prominent in a music scene, too. This is back from 2015, and while it's kind of ridiculous to say the chimes have changed since 2015 that only being four years ago the way that we view sexual assault and harassment and rape as well and dealing with it with media attention it has greatly changed Mm -hmm. so this definitely could have you know maybe this journalist now knows how to do it in a in the proper way now that we've all learned how to do it as a society for the most part but it this this you know when when you're if anybody's a journalist if you're writing and interviewing somebody who is a victim of assault or has questioned somebody about it you are not the police to interrogate them mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be open and unbiased and objective you can point out inconsistencies but don't sound sarcastic about it don't sound like you know more about it just listen because then they're not going to give you the answers you want or at all. Or you're not going to have like, you're not going to have a credible story. It's not going to be yeah. correct or liable and slander. And then you get sued for it. And then guess what? You lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. I am surprised that somebody would even take this, like uh, somebody at alternative press would even take this, but, um, <laughs> I'm I, that's why I saw and I said all press they really did that because I was expecting <laughs> it to be not alternative press <laughs> yeah. maybe Rolling Stone I would say Rolling sure. Stone I trust that to an extent um, yeah um, so yeah that was the uh, the point we wanted to make with this quick mini episode uh, as this will go out this weekend uh, before Monday uh we just wanted to make sure that we we had this information out there. We put this information into the world of how we are seeing it, how we're we're experiencing it and giving you the resources to go and do more research on your own. If you feel that you maybe disagree with us or that you feel that you need more information, uh, we will have our regular scheduled episode on Monday this week as well. Uh, we have a great one coming. Hopefully it goes up. We finally get to post. Uh, we interviewed uh, Jake uh, from Sleep On It, uh, Jake Marquis, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, we talk about the new album that Sleep On is putting out. So uh, that'll be up on 
Monday. And uh, this is just for us to try to to make sense of some bullshit that's happening out there in the emo scene world uh, and sort of sort of call somebody out on their bullshit and say, hey, maybe we all need to just gather together as a community and say that we're not cool with these these actions, these behaviors and this sort of uh, thing. Um, so, yeah, that I think that was our, our goal with this episode. Right. <laughs> Yes, 100%. I mean, again, it's also like social responsibility, how we bring more awareness and, you know, tell people in the scene, these are important things that you should care about. And these are the reasons why. And this is something that directly impacts a lot of us in the scene, I feel. And it's something that we should not be um, dismissing and we should be addressing and understanding and telling people why this isn't right for him to be saying and there's multiple layers to it right right so uh yeah thank you for checking this mini episode out and uh please check out all of the resources and all the links that we posted uh in the description of this episode uh below which new website that you can yeah we have a website you can check everything out on uh EmoSocialClub.com. What up? We got it. <laughs> hey, you, there's um, a contact form if you wanted to ever say hey to us, but like not on DMs or Twitter or something like that. You can email yeah. us on our little contact form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, thank you for checking this out and we'll see you on Monday. And uh, from all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast, I am Brian. I'm Lizzie. And we are goodbye. <laughs> And thank you and goodbye. (laughs)